You're listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Wednesday afternoon. Let's turn to our very first topic and guest of today. In the next 20 minutes or so, we're going to be talking about the semi-permanent makeup trend here in the world and globally. And I'm really delighted to be joined by Rebecca Jung, the founder of High Society Skin Clinic and Princess Brows. And she'll also be telling us a little bit more about several techniques that she's uh, in, uh, that she's pioneered, including microblading. Uh, welcome to the program. Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Hi. <laughs> we are live this afternoon on Facebook as well. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3 is the page to go to. So uh, if you'd like to join in the conversation, uh, you can do so uh, this afternoon. So um, semi-permanent makeup is a really uh, is a big thing these days. And just this morning, the ladies in the office, we were discussing um, sort of, uh, you know, the lip liners and the eyebrows and, and mm. these semi-permanent eyeliners. What are your thoughts on, on that, uh, Rebecca? What are the pros and the cons of this? I think uh, I can only think of advantage. So <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> there's no disadvantage, to be honest. Like, except you have to pay, <laughs> uh, pay for some money for getting your tattoo and semi-permanent makeup done. Uh, advantage is quite a lot. Like for working woman or like for mother of two, like me. Like you know, it saves a lot of time. Like you have a twenty-four hours. Uh, waterproof makeup thing on your face so you don't have to really really like you know worried about like how to look like wake up looking fresh exactly exactly so you know we can always have like nice natural makeup on our face without like looking bad and especially mother you know we are very busy so uh, I can only think of advantage to be honest and also like you know if people they have um, um, allergy to cosmetics is this also an advantage because you know they don't have to worry about if they have any allergic reactions to the uh, cosmetic or skincare product. Um, they only have to do you know it's just semi permanent makeup because you know the pigments that um, my brand formulated is actually from Germany, the top lab from uh, Germany. So it's using organic pigments on your skin, so it's really safe uh, to. Uh, to people who have like you allergy. know the allergy yeah. yeah but you could you develop an allergy to the ink so do you have to do like a skin test before yes yes definitely we can do a patch test oh, before patch that testing. yes but you know it's organic so basically everybody can 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 do it without any allergy allergic reactions yeah rebecca for some of our listeners who may not know so much about semi permanent makeup yeah. can you explain it to our listeners what is semi permanent makeup Semi-permanent makeup basically is similar as tattoo, but it doesn't last as long as a tattoo. So it's usually lasts three to five years. It's on the upper dermis. Actually, the pigments is um, deposited to the first layer, the, the derm, dermal layer of your skin. So it's not like uh, um, upper dermal. Uh, uh, no, it's not. It's not like, you know, what is that? Superficial, very superficial. On it's on the top layer. Yes, yes, yes. So it's on the... It sinks in a little bit so that when yes, you exfoliate, yes, it's still exactly. there. So it's sure. an, an, in the upper dermal of your skin. Yeah. yeah, so that's why it lasts three to five years depending on your skin type. If you have dry skin or... Um, Dry skin or neutral skin, it would probably last longer than oily oh. skin. Oh, oily skin is more permanent then. No, no, oily skin doesn't oh, last as oh, long. Doesn't last as long because yeah. you know they exfoliate faster than regular skin. 
I'm learning so much. I'm sure our listeners are (laughs) this afternoon as well. So which parts of your body do people usually do the semi-permanent makeup? Mm. The eyebrows is is one that I I can think of. I think eyebrows is the most popular because um, for some reason we have like two eyebrows. And then we have to find a way to make it even, balance. And also like while we talk, we have expression. So it is really hard to find like, you know, when you draw your own eyebrows, it's hard to find it symmetrical. So that's why, you know, the most popular treatments will be permanent eyebrows, semi-permanent eyebrows. Yes. And then another one, the second popular would be eyeliner. And, and when you mean eyeliner, is it the upper lid or the lower both, lid? Both. both. We could do that. Yeah, mm. we could do that. But uh, in local markets, I think more popular to do the upper okay. one instead of the lower one, lower one because Asian clients, they don't have much pigments they don't they don't have much hair on the lower lid Ah. so that's why it would looks a little bit weird like awkward like you know if you have a line underneath yeah yeah okay and then one is lip liner as well that's is it more popular in recent Um, years or is it less so because people wearing masks i think lip liner is not as popular as the other area however people would rather do the whole lip instead of just the liner because while you put lipstick you don't only put the liner right you put the whole lips so you know it looks like you know a gloss and go treatment so it's really natural like a rosy color or coral color so you look more fresh you look like healthier healthier yeah Absolutely. Um, uh, so you said there are no no, no cons to semi permanent makeup. <laughs> so how do you decide if it's really for you? Because I, I know yes. some people who are sort of toying mm. with the idea. Because it's a tattoo, nonetheless. Yes. Even though it's not permanent, it's still yes. semi permanent. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, what we do is we will discuss with what our clients desire and what they want. We will use a makeup pencil to draw it on to show them how it looks like first, so they feel like you know um, more confident and you know they're sure like what we're gonna tattoo. Just like you know before you're going to have a body tattoo, the tattoo artist will put the templates like yes. you know before, so you 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 know what she's going to be tattoo. Or yeah, 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 yeah. So you know we will have like a very long consultations and a discussions with our clients so we understand what they're looking for before the tattooing procedure yeah do you typically also advise people what mm. sorts of shape they should go for because yeah. a lot of the times they may have come to you with a magazine like oh i want these <laughs> yeah. eyebrows but True. actually you'll be looking at their face shape yeah. and, and help them decide what suits so talk us through that process Yes. Um, so basically, we have a measurement rulers, like you know, to measure measure on like you know our clients' face. A ruler face. for the yes, eyebrows. Yes. So you know, we have like a golden ratio. Yes. For each of the clients. Yeah. yeah. And of course, like you know, people have different shape. Uh, people have different face shape, like you know, eye size, the size of the eyes, the nose is different. So we will listen to our clients what they want, and then we will try to fulfill. You know uh, what we can, we, what we can achieve uh, for the client. Yeah, um, yes. I suppose these days thicker eyebrows are mm-hmm. more in trend. Do sometimes yes. do people want sort of thinner eyebrows? And then what do you do with the excess hair? And then uh-huh. what happens when it grows back out? Do you do you coach clients to mm. keep plucking the hair right, around to right, keep right. the shape? For example, if they have like you know some. Um, um, uh, some unwanted hair they want to remove, we could do that. But as a uh, natural semi-permanent makeup, we will ask the clients to keep 
as much as hair possible. So, you know, when it starts to grow back, it doesn't look so weird. Like, you know, I have so much hair to pluck, you know. Keeping the natural shape of that. Yes, we we will advise the client to keep as much as they can. And then we will just to enhance it. So the semi-permanent makeup principle is actually a natural enhancement instead of changing the whole eyebrow shape. Yeah. yeah. And and how often do you have to do it? You mentioned just now three to five years, which yes. seems like a long time. Yeah. But are there sort of downtimes where you need to top up? Will the pigments mm. fade? Will the color change? Uh, the color would definitely not changing because we are using an organic, a very uh, high, uh, high quality, um, uh, hygienic, organic pigment. So the color definitely will not change, but it will fade over time. So for example, if they are doing like some dark brown colors, it will sort of change to uh, lighter brown and then eventually it will disappear. So should people go for maybe a black colour to begin with? Uh, black colours, we, we can't do black colours. Because we it's, can, it looks fake. Because black colour eventually it has, uh, it will turn blue. Because the black pigments, it can contain some blue in it. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, for eyebrows, it's not a good good way to put the black pigments on it so that's why you know before maybe 20 years ago or 30 years ago our grandma they may have yes. tattoo procedure they they choose they chose black color and eventually it turns out to be blue or green oh yes yeah. i've often wondered i've seen uh, old papas around hong yes. kong and you can yes. see that their eyebrows are blue yeah so yeah. they didn't choose blue it was black to begin with yes and then when oh. it starts to fade disappear it turns out to be blue and green color yeah yeah from your forecast what mm. sorts of impact will this have on the cosmetic industry if you're seeing mm. more people sort of mm. doing semi-permanent makeup what will happen to the traditional I makeup think, industry? I think semi-permanent makeup is, we consider to be natural enhancement. It's, um, it has small impact to cosmetic uh, in some countries. However, you can't really use this to replace evening makeup. But one interesting thing is in Japan, actually semi-permanent makeup is banned. Yeah, oh, yeah. What, you can't really that? do tattooing procedure. I mean, face tattooing procedure in Japan. I think because in Japan there's a lot of famous cosmetic brands. It has high impact because Japanese lady is a. They must put makeup on like you when, when they go out. This is one of the it's culture. Very culture. It's the culture yes. things. Yeah. So in Japan, it's banned. I'm so surprised to hear. <laughs> yeah, that. I didn't know that. Everywhere in the world, Korea, Hong Kong, New York, it's 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 it's, it's okay. Mm. Yeah, but I think small impact. Yeah. 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 How does Hong Kong compare to, say, other places like Korea, for example, mm. where they're also known for its skincare mm. and, mm. and makeup? Mm. Um, are Hong Kong ladies um, mm. more likely to do semi-permanent makeup compared to other places? I think so. Yeah. yeah. People is like more willing to accept like new trends or new uh, technology, beauty technology yeah. nowadays because you know. Um, uh, the, the the thing is, for semi-permanent makeup, it only lasts three to five years. It's not like, you know, the old-fashioned one. The old-fashioned one can last forever, Ever. and it turns different colors. So I think the, the the technique and also the pigments now is more well-developed. So people were willing to try and accept this. Yeah, and also the technique of eyebrow tattoos has changed um, over the years. Mm. I mean, you yourself, you founded uh, microblading. Yeah. How did you come up with that technique then, Rebecca? Uh, microblading, um, basically, I was looking online many years ago, probably like 
maybe 15 or 16 years ago, I was looking at some pictures online and then I see, wow, it looks like really like a real hair. What is it? So I was trying to find more information about this technique. And then once I know about it, I felt like in Hong Kong, we don't have much specialists doing this. So I was trying to learn it from different countries, like, you know, in Russia, in China, in Taiwan, and then when after I come back, I came back to Hong Kong, I developed my own technique. It's called microblading. So it's using a very fine acupuncture microblades to mimic the hair like on the skin. So it looks like hair by hair. And then the microblades that I create is actually very fine. So you know, it's, it's quite different from the old fashioned one. You, you, can, you, can re you can really see hair by hair. So it's a hair stroke technique. Yeah. yeah. But your hands have to be so still when you're doing yeah. that also because it's such a fine needle. Yes, yes. Because you know, if you are, if you're not good at it, it's easy to cause scarring because mm. it's actually a blade. Yeah. You can be a surgeon, actually. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> so um, yeah. when, when you're doing that process, do you sort of draw out the eyebrows and map it out for the client and then stay within that? Or is it sort of freehand like, like painting? For it's example? like painting. Yeah, it's like an art because, yeah. you know, um, as besides the shapes, the colors, we also look at the um, hair directions. You know, some people, their hair is like growing upward and some part of the hair is growing downward or sideways. So we must follow uh, the hair directions, the natural hair growth directions of the client. Because underneath it, you can still see the hair growth. Yes. So you must follow. The yes, yes. Uh, like, you know, the beginning of your eyebrows, for example, yeah. you can't really put downward stroke, you have to brush the hair upwards. So when we do the microblading, the hair stroke like, we have to sort of like, you know, like putting the hair stroke upward instead, not doing it sideways. Yeah. yeah. Now, Rebecca, you're also an entrepreneur. You've started many businesses uh, here in Hong Kong. You are the founder of the High Society Skin Clinic, as well as Princess Brows, as well as Gel Lashes, and, mm. and a number of different uh, uh, um, ventures here in Hong mm. Kong. What made you sort of so interested in this area? And what made you sort of make you want to start your own businesses in so many different areas? Um, it's just... You're, you're passionate about I this. I think it's my passions. I love like everything in beauty, skincare, cosmetics, because I feel like, you know, making my clients happy is really making me happy. So that's why I sort of like create like different products to boost um, people's confidence. Yeah. yeah. To sell to 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 have like self love and to more confidence to themselves. And yeah. it's and you're absolutely right. I think sometimes people think when you put makeup on, when you do these things, it's for other people. Mm. But the truth is, you're really sometimes doing it for yourself. Yeah. And when you look good, you feel yes. good. Yes. Sometimes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit more about uh, how the pandemic has maybe affected yes. business. Um, yeah. Has it impacted your, your, your various ventures here in Hong Kong? Yes, because um, last year we were forced to close for 144 days. And then um, it's, it's, it was really a tough time for uh, beauty business, especially, like, you know, uh, my it's, it's not only in local Hong Kong markets, it's also global because I sell products to overseas. Like, you know, it, it, it really affects a lot. Um, however, I didn't really stop. Like last year, I was trying to figure out, like, you know, what I can do. So I trying to um, create another 
uh, company to sell like some um, health product. Yes. Wow. And then so it's pivotal. online. It's online. So it it is it's actually doing really really good. Yeah. yeah. Do you think more people are sort of paying attention yes, to their health? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So that's why you know health product supplements is uh, really save my um, the entire business. <laughs> and health and beauty also go hand in hand as well. Yeah. You know, when you have a healthy body, yes. you've got healthy skin. Yes. Um, yes. Finally, I, I, I know you also you know apart from makeup and semi permanent mm. makeup. Mm. Do you find more more people focusing more on skincare rather mm. than cosmetics these mm. days? So people mm. are sort of more willing to spend money on the maintenance of healthy skin rather mm. than covering up skin. Yeah, it's, it's true. Especially we don't have like a lot of um, events to go out. So I think like selling cosmetic is really hard last year. Even this yeah. year is really hard because no events, like you don't have to go out. So people pay attention more to their own health and skincare, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So our main, our, our top seller, I would say is the health supplement. Yeah. That's interesting mm-hmm. to, to mm. know that people are sort of, you know, paying paying attention yes. to internal rather than external, yes. yeah. especially in light of the pandemic. Rebecca, it's been so nice talking to you. Remind our listeners once again, have you got a website? Are you on social media? How can people find out more about you and your work? Um, I have a website and also social media. Yes, you can give it. Yeah. Uh, so it's called highsocietyskinclinic.com and then also princessbrows.com and glowvision.com. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time this afternoon, Rebecca, and I look forward to catching up with you next time. Thank you so (laughs) much. Thank you so much.